Hello again. Thanks for joining. This is Greg Dyke with Phallic Guides Podcast. I'm a little eager to start tonight's podcast. I I got a fun menu for tonight. I put together maybe 10 or 11 ideas that I think are interesting and useful, and I just wanted to review them real quick, and I'll post some slides to go along with it. The title of the group of lessons is called Drive the Truck. Don't let the truck drive you. It's one of the first lessons that was tattooed onto my emotional bank, I think. I'll talk more about that at the end, but let's talk about the first lesson. Why pay attention to anything I say? I think it's a valid question to ask. When I teach students, you know, at Creighton, I try to tell them, you know, this is why you should listen. Why do I have the authority to teach? Is it because I have an MBA? No, I don't think so. Years of experience? Not really. I borrowed an old idea about triangles to get the authority to teach. You know you can't really draw a perfect triangle. Try as you might, if you look close enough, you really will not comply with the definition of an absolutely perfect triangle. One of your angles will be slightly off, one of your lines won't be perfectly straight. It's not possible. However, we know what a triangle looks like. We can recognize one drawn by a kindergartner or drawn by a PhD. We can all agree on a triangle that's closer to being perfect. So what does this mean? This means that when I teach, we can all agree that we're pursuing what we're after. We can know when we get closer to perfect. We might not achieve perfection. We can't. It's not even a worthy goal. So what am I pursuing? I'm pursuing hope. Hope in progress. Hope in skill. Hope in results. I can't get to perfect, but we all know what it looks like. And we know when we're getting close. The idea of common recognition of better is where I get my authority to teach. I'm a guide for explorers. So that's why you should pay attention to what I say. It's why you should pay attention to what anybody says. If it appears to fit, it's probably true. What about success? This is the second lesson. Success has a lot to do with luck. Sorry to tell you that. I think chance and luck have a lot to do with whether you win or not. But chance favors the prepared. We don't get a guarantee, and sometimes we might need lightning to strike. So what do you do? Are you ready to take advantage of the open door when you discover one? Are you preparing? Are you training? We get better, so we'll be ready when we get lucky. We'll be prepared to make the best of it when luck doesn't go our way also. Coach Wooden, the UCLA basketball coach, one of the most successful of all time, he defines success as the peace of mind that comes from knowing you've done your best. I couldn't agree more. The results are out of our hands. The effort's up to us. So, so that's what success is, is did you give it your all? Now, if it is a lot about luck, luck plus what? That's the next idea. If so much equation is luck, where do you start? If you agree you can control your effort, where do you put your effort? What direction do you work? You start with your story. You know, think about this. What's the difference between an identical forgery and the original? I mean, you can't tell the difference. Experts even argue over if it's true or not. So what's the difference? The only difference is the story behind the creation. You're an original, and you need to tell your story. What is your story? Work on it. What's your origin? The next idea is that only emotions endure. This is a quote from Ezra Pound. He was actually a poet, critic, I guess, a critic of poets. He said the best poems for him are not the ones that he has to grab the book and pull down off the shelf and look up. 
the poems for him are the ones that come to mind that have moved him. It says only the emotion endures. Are you excited about what you're selling? What you're doing for people? I'm selling hope. I'm selling a way out. I'm excited. I believe in it. Selling is a transfer of emotion. People are attracted to energy and enthusiasm. You might be surprised what you can get excited about if you pay enough attention to the details and you get a deep knowledge. Do the work to learn how your service helps others. If you can't get there, sell something else. The next idea is to build a machine. What's worth more, a million dollar winning lottery ticket or a million dollar plumbing business? The plumbing business will continue to make money, so naturally it's worth more than a one-time shot. Your job is to build a repeating machine. Now, if you're in a corporation like me, you still are a machine of one. You still are a company of one. You write down what happens when someone asks for help. A business is simply a collection of processes. Start with a shitty first draft and improve it. Management's job, if you are in leadership, management's job is to create a system where people can win. Which brings up the next idea, a culture of blame. Have you worked where management works hard to insulate themselves from results? They fire employees when targets are missed, they blame others, nothing sticks to them, they run from these companies. I'm afraid they're more common than not, especially if consultants are used, and consultants are the ultimate blame shifters. Find a business where leadership takes responsibility and creates the systems to win. The only lever you should worry about pulling is your effort and focus, your attention and energy. Pull that lever for all it's worth. You shouldn't be judged for luck, good or bad. Now, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The next idea is the daily production model. You know, in bowling, I don't know if you've ever bowled, but if you have and you've seen it on TV, maybe, do you aim at the pins down at the end? What about golfing? Do you aim at the hole? In both cases, you'll, make a, you'll see a path to the end. You'll visualize where you need to be, but you'll focus on the first few inches. You know how the ball leaves the tee will determine where it goes. When you do a putt, you only look for the first few inches in the grass, and if you can hit that target, the rest of it will take care of itself. And bowling's the same. They have little arrows near the front. You pick which arrow is going to get you the result you want. You aim for that arrow that's close to your feet. You don't aim for the pin that's down at the end of the alley. If you start correctly, you'll finish correctly. Now, business will have yearly goals, quarterly goals. You'll plan a path to hit the goal. But you need to focus on daily production. What do you do each day to get to that goal? Beware of beginnings. Check in early if you're the leader. Ask for help early and often if you're the producer. What's your daily production model? Know what matters. Focus on that. It brings me to the next idea is the playbook. You know, if you were manufacturing a car, would you let each person do it their own way? Would you let them show up and say, hey, I've got years of expert experience? What if they're the best in the world? You wouldn't let them wing it. Who knows what you would get out the other end. When they want to improve quality, they narrow down the variations to zero, as close to zero as they can get. Then you can adjust. What about in sports? Each pro just wings it, and the game's in the bag, right? I know it sounds crazy. But in sales, I hear this a lot. Hey, I like to do it my way. I've got years of experience. I've been selling all my life. Sales managers like to let the players play. This is part of that blame, insulating culture I mentioned earlier. Write the playbook. Practice and produce. 
If you've got a dozen people, there's not a dozen ways to do it. There's probably one best way to do it. Write that down. Practice it. Copy the ones that make it. Copy your best people. Teach the others to follow. Practice. And then you watch the production go up. The next idea is what's the important part? I have a friend who flips businesses for profit. He'll come in, correct the course, build up profit-making machine, and sell it for a handsome profit. I've asked him, how does it work? What do you do? He told me he finds the one or two things that really matter. Put all you have behind those two functions that really matter and let the rest of it drop. His vision is clear, his focus is narrow, and his track record speaks for itself. So what's your important part? And what about transparency? If you don't lie, you won't have to remember what you've said. I believe in being painfully transparent. It can be painful at times too, but it's best to get bad news out early. A mistake has a tendency to expand when covered up. I told a lady once that we had, an ex in, that we had inspected her Jeep and we couldn't find what was wrong. She was calling though from next to the Jeep where she had left it that morning. It was exactly how it was. It had not moved. Oh yeah, and by the way, she was the district attorney. She showed me the error of my ways. Now that lesson was about 30 years ago and it stuck. I'm very grateful to her for that. Okay, this brings me to the end. What was the deal about drive the truck and don't let the truck drive you? This is one of the earliest lessons that I've learned. I was about 12. I was driving the farm truck through a gate. It's kind of a cattle gate, maybe 12 feet across. I've seen them probably. But I slowly inched ahead and I turned sharp to the left to avoid a pond that was in front of me. As I moved ever closer to the fence post to my left, I didn't see the gate stop. We used a railroad spike as the gate stopped. The spike caught the truck bed right behind the driver's door and caved in the whole side. Now my dad wasn't a calm or gentle man. It wasn't a fun afternoon. He did work harder than any two men I've ever met. And he told me the lesson I've used the rest of my life. Drive the truck. Don't let the truck drive you. How do I apply this lesson? Nearly everything I do, but especially in a sales career, in a management career, you pick the goal, you pick the direction, you drive the results. Don't let circumstances drive you thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed a few ideas that i've jotted down i'll share more tomorrow this is day 15 on the 100 day challenge it's actually the 20th episode and i appreciate you hanging in there talk to you soon again this is greg valley guides podcast thank you